It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 33. My name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron De La Osa. Thanks for checking us out on cinemageekly.com and Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and iTunes. Uh, let's see here. A couple... Has it been a couple of weeks? I know at least one of yep. the weeks was due to computer malfunction. Again. Uh, it, Aaron, Aaron suggested that maybe I, I call and complain. Which I may very well do, unless people from HP listen to this podcast. <laughs> In which case, you've my complaints have been formally submitted. Uh, so much stuff to talk about, though. Literally a bazillion things have happened since uh, since we last talked. Uh, one of which, uh, I, I don't know. I guess maybe we should start at the. Where do we start? Do we start at the bottom? Uh, <laughs> not even sure. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, there was a new, uh, Aaron, Aaron's been actually, uh, carrying a ball on Facebook <laughs> and has been posting things in my absence. Uh, the, one of the first things I noticed that you put up there, which I didn't even get to see, uh, I think this actually, you put this up the day my, uh, computer stopped working, which was the Desolation of Smog trailer for The Hobbit. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, do, do you have any do you have any thoughts on this? I, I this uh, may, maybe it's just that I am unfamiliar with with the Hobbit. It's sort of I don't know the trailer sort of felt a little underwhelming to me. I don't know maybe maybe I've got to just get some more stuff out there. But it kind of felt like the first trailer essentially. Like I was I didn't see <laughs> I didn't see anything that sort of made the movie feel a whole lot different. I, I know with the Lord of the Rings movies. Each movie kind of had a different vibe to it, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, this definitely like it. This is one opinion, story, though. It, it's not going to be the Empire of right, uh, you know, of the Hobbit. Uh, you know, since it's uh, it's picking up at just such an insane time, like in the story. And anyone who's seen like you know the the classic cartoon, me, you know, there's elements of the trailer you're going to recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, you know. Uh, you know, seeing smog itself, seeing uh, the barrels, the, the the barrels. I mean, yeah, the, there's just so much like going on, you know, from the cartoon and from the books in that trailer. Like, I was very, very happy with it, very surprised. I, I would have been, I would have been more upset about the trailer if at the end they just they ended with that part where they're like, "What's that?" You know, uh, blah blah, and the guy's like, "No, it's a dragon." And, and but and they just stopped the trailer right there. Yeah, like you know, if you just see uh, Bilbo, like you know, just bounding around, you know, piles of gold and no dragon. Mm-hmm. Like I would have been a little upset, but the fact that they showed it so much, like you haven't heard them talk yet, so they're definitely saving that. But right. just the way they ended it, it was like, you know, I was, it got my juices flowing. It, uh, I, I gotta say, that was a, that was an awesome shot when they when they did a reveal shot of Smog at the very end, the post, the post graphic scene or whatever, the post credit scene, I guess, for the trailer. Yes, uh, that that was that was pretty tremendous. Obviously, uh, they made it very, 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 very clear. That if you like Orlando Bloom and you like Legolas, he is in this movie. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps for a great amount of time. I'm not sure. the The trailer certainly made it seem like he's in it a lot. Uh, right. It's him and I want to say Evangeline Lilly from Evangeline Lost. Evangeline Lilly from Lost, yes, indeed. Plays the other elf. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a do do we know if she is a made up character? I think they said something about her being like an original character. I I, I do believe she is original. I, I think they needed a. Someone else, uh, kind of, uh, God, how do I put this? <laughs> Double uh, <ugly>. uh, Yeah. <laughs> 
someone else who's uh whose sex couldn't really be determined all that well like yeah. just from like a, a casual glance so yeah. Uh, yeah i mean she's like you know the 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 wing to orlando bloom's wang yes <laughs> if you will um let's talk john c Riley in guardians of the galaxy yeah, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on with this. I'm, I'm hearing so many different stories and rumors. I mean, it, it's hard to determine what uh, is actually true and what isn't. But I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, uh, well, Deadline um, had this story right, and you you popped it up on on the Cinema Geekly site. <clears throat> yes, sir. That uh, Deadline was saying that John C. Riley is being brought in to play Ronan the Accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy. Correct. Um, and then, then news came out that that is not who he's going to play. He's playing someone else. Uh, yeah. Okay, so run, run us through run us through this real quick. Um, yeah, give me one. I'm trying to find that story. I have to say, Corey Corey Edwards on on the Facebook page seemed legitimately upset that John C. Riley would be playing Ronan the Accuser. Is this like a, a role that would seem un John C. Riley like? I mean, I, I don't know. John C. And you mentioned uh, too, but he was John C. Riley could be, you know, badass like he was in Gangs of New York. But uh, right, and and that's where I told Corey to go uh, to to check it out because uh, I think he was mainly concerned. Like he may only be uh, familiar with Mr. Riley from uh, his comedy, which he does great. Walk on. Yeah, yeah, walk hard, uh, stepbrothers. I mean, you know, anything on uh, Adult Swim, essentially. Uh, w- when the story first broke, uh, it-, it turned out like uh, they had first thought, yeah, he was going to be playing Vernon the Accuser, which, uh, depending on who, I guess, what road uh, they go down, mm-hmm. uh, could be good or bad. Uh, if they go like the uh, like the Ultimates route, like he could be like uh, you know, like Thanos' son, you know, uh, one of the ones that survived anyway. Uh, <clears throat> And he's essentially uh, he uh, he goes to planets and he judges races, you know, uh, worthy warriors or just doomed to just you know die essentially. Uh, <clears throat> and I think uh, a lot of people initially had concerns that maybe John C. Riley couldn't pull it off, uh, which you know, like Corey, like there was uh, many others from what I had read, mm-hmm. uh, various other places who weren't happy about the decision. And then in, uh, in an update, almost the same day. Uh, to that story is that it turns out John C. Riley is playing uh, a good guy, uh, a guy named Roman Day, who's actually a, the leader of the Nova Corps. The Nova Corps is like uh, intergalactic police department. Okay. And that seems like a, a better fit. Do you would you say or? Uh, <laughs> uh, it, I don't know. Like I, I I've seen a lot of like almost everything John C. Riley's done. So him mm-hmm. as a villain to me would have been my choice. Like to see him as Roman day, you know, it, it'll be hard to take him seriously as a good guy. Cause if he cracks a joke, you're just going to roll your eyes and be like, motherfucker, I know they do it. Mm-hmm. Like every time Ryan Reynolds does something serious, he's still like, got to throw up that shit eating smirk. And like, you just know like, Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> but I, I think with, with the character, uh, you know, it, it, it could be good for him to actually maybe kind of spread his wings a little bit and get serious. Like he did a movie, uh, Called Cyrus with uh, Marissa Tomei and Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. It was, yep. uh, you know, it, it kind of a dramatic piece. There, were, there was definitely some comedic elements into it, but they were kind of sprinkled in. Yeah. Uh, but the serious tones of that movie itself, like, you know, dude can act, you know, and not just be a goofball. So I mean, you know, it's. I, I think the casting is definitely interesting. There's a lot of casting choices for this movie in particular 
to where either it's going to be the greatest you know comic book movie, maybe even one one of the greatest uh, space movies yeah. of all time, or it would be it could potentially be worse than the Green Lantern. Yeah. Well, let's hope it doesn't go Green Lantern. I mean, they, no, I, I am you know I'm a Marvel guy that they completely have my faith. I mean, you know yeah. that they have just gobs of my money. Uh, and just the other casting choices itself in the movie. I mean, it's Chris Pratt, uh, Chris Pratt, so... Glenn Close, Benicio del Toro. I mean, they're 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 knocking shit out. I mean, and there's no real word yet on who Benicio del Toro's playing. Like, you know, there's Khan. Clearly, I believe. Is the yeah, yeah, clearly. There's a couple of rumors like who he could be. Uh, my hope is that he is actually going to be playing Thanos himself. Like, I know it was it was a different actor mm-hmm. uh, in the Avengers mid credit scene. Uh, but, but I do believe, as far as like you know, the voice. I mean, he's a big guy. You know, yeah. he already looks like Thanos anyway, with, with the wrinkly face and the jowls. I mean, just color and purple, and he's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, good I was gonna to go. say, just slap some paint on him. Right. Yeah. But I mean, he is so like he really just brings like a ton of, of just you know anger and just you know rage. I mean, mm-hmm. my God, like dude can act. So I mean, if he ends up playing Thanos, like they could do. Much, much worse. And I mean, you know, uh, to the guy who played him in the mid credit scene, you know, uh, like, you know, it would have essentially been his breakout role uh, and all that. But I think just for him being the villain, like the centerpiece of all, you know, the the uh, the, the cream of the crop as far as Marvel bad guys go for the MCU, they need someone who can carry that weight. And I think that Benicio Del Toro would be perfect for that. Yeah, and, and I think that they're probably going to want to go big name actor anyway. Absolutely, uh, you want to do that for a big villain by and large. So, um, okay, Shailene Woodley is <laughs> out of the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Uh, she was playing Mary Jane Watson, and now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but her role was not supposed to be particularly big. Yes, it was just she was going to be in some scenes, and then they decided to cut those scenes out of the movie. Correct. Uh, and and uh, from what Mark Webb is saying, uh, you know, the day they announced Shailene, you know, not giving me Woodley uh, <laughs> was being cut from the movie. Uh, you know, he said, well, I, I just, you know, I just want to streamline the movie. There's a lot going on and, you know, it might be overrun, blah, 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 blah. But then maybe like an hour after his, his statement came out, I mean, there was uh, just rumors flying everywhere that uh, – they didn't that, think she was hot enough to be Mary Jane, or no? And that was part of the whole the ner- the whole nerd outrage when she was first cast. It's like, no, you know, nice girl. Uh, you know, I've seen a couple of things she's done. She can act, but Mary Jane from the comic books is, you know, she's a goddamn supermodel. I mean, that you know, right? It's just it's just ridiculous that uh, that this poor girl was kind of thrust in, into that position, and then the the rage that was put upon her. I mean, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's not fair to her, you know, obviously, but, uh, is it a good thing in my opinion that she's out of the movie? I, I think just to really like have Mary Jane be this, you know, this golden goddess, uh, of a woman. Yeah. They, they had to go with a, just someone a little bit harder. And, uh, Sarah Gadon, uh, she, she's an actress, you know, she's done a couple of, of, uh, smaller roles she does have some skills you know about her and all that mm-hmm. and i think uh from what they're saying is that uh she married the character mary jane is still not going to appear in the amazing spider-man 2 and instead they are going to save her for the amazing spider-man 3 but uh this ties into other rumors like we've read where uh you know the, this is the movie where gwen stacy's gonna die 
Yep. You know, we've seen her in the, the iconic outfit. Like, they've now uh, stated very clearly that Chris Cooper is indeed Norman Osborn in the movie. The Green Goblin will be appearing in the movie. I mean, so. Right, and Green Goblin kills. Um, Green Goblin kills uh, Gwen Stacy. Well, it, 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 he throws her off, uh, off the Brooklyn Bridge, and Spider Man, like, uses a, a, a web shot to catch her. Mm-hmm. And Sp- so Spider Man essentially breaks her neck because he, he arrests her fall just so rapidly. Yeah. Uh, you know, she dies. Uh, it, it's my that uh, almost uh, in the comic books where uh, Mary Jane just shows up at Pretty Parker store, except like you know, you just the jackpot tiger kind of deal. Yep. Uh, I think that'll be like the mid credit scene where you know, like I I, I think uh, Gwen Stacy buys it somewhere in the second act of the movie, and the whole last act he's going against almost almost this mini Sinister Six where you know it's mm-hmm. Rhino, uh, it's Electro, and the Green Goblin, and then you know however it ends, it ends, and then you know a couple months go by, and then you know. Have There's we, Mary Jane, uh, uh, have we seen, I, I, I know we've seen, uh, some, some set photos and I think even a video or two of Paul Giamatti. <clears throat> has there been much, uh, from, uh, from the electro side of things? Yes. I, cause I have not seen, I have not seen a bunch of stuff. Am I looking in the wrong spot? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can actually pull up, uh pull up a, a bunch of stuff and show yeah there's a uh, that they have full shots of his makeup they have his uh they don't have his actual villain costume i i guess you could say right. uh they have him like in an outfit like when he first you know discovered his powers uh not discovered his powers when he was first transformed and all that so I mean, there are a lot of shots of that you can see him in the makeup they have uh some sort of a of a strobe light effect like in this hoodie he's wearing yeah. to where it bounces off like the the blue in his skin to where it looks like he's like electrically charged and all that so I mean, you know the, the stuff they're doing uh in, in the prelims looks really good mm-hmm. uh as far as uh the green goblin stuff goes they have shown uh mark webb's twitter uh if you follow it i mean daily the guy's putting out stuff to where you know he shows like the the spider-man stunt double just doing weird flips and shit a lot i mean uh he showed uh presumably uh what was uh like in sam Raimi's first spider-man uh, when Norman Osborn was in like that uh, tank that he broke out of when he yeah. gobbling out and all that, like they they showed pictures of something very similar to that, where it was a glass cell almost, you know, and there was a couple of sides, there was a few tanks, some medical equipment in there, mm-hmm. and a couple of things were shattered. But he di- he didn't state for a, a you know a long time like what it was, and then it you know the internet rumors being what they are, and people just you know they got to find out what's out, going yeah. on. Yeah, people scooped it, and it turns out like yeah, you know, he's like yes, you know, Green Goblin. Okay. Um, let's, gosh, what else do we got here? Ryan Reynolds, speaking of Green Lantern, <laughs> not going to be in the Highlander remake. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to go for the obvious, uh, there can be only, the only one. one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, it's like, I thought about, like, I honestly had it typed in the status. I was just sitting there staring at it like, no, there's no fucking way I can hit enter on that and be happy with myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I took it off. Uh, that's why I just put insert Highlander joke uh, for those of you who follow us on the Facebook. Yeah, he's not going to be in the Highlander remake. Uh, the original director, whose name escapes me uh, at this point in time, uh, ducked out a few months ago, and they were scrambling trying to find another director so they get this bad boy going. Well, as it turns out, Ryan Reynolds uh, has now dropped out as well. Now, uh, some of the of the DC uh, of the the DCU, uh, you know nerds are starting to freak out like oh my god he's coming back he's gonna be green lantern this this and that i can unequivocally state there's no fucking way they want ryan reynolds anywhere near a green lantern uh sequel or justice league movie oh, just they, knowing just how much re- it was murdered yeah they'll recast it okay 
That's fine. Oh, absolutely I'm, recast. I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. Uh, now, there is some interesting stuff going on to where uh, Rob Layfield, the guy who created uh, the character Deadpool, uh, has just gone on a rampage as of late, just really hyping the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, a ton. Like, the, the Deadpool standalone, standalone video game comes out on Tuesday. Uh, so he's really been hyping the movie a ton. And yeah. this timing just seems a little... Uh, I don't know, a, a little suspicious uh, to me to where Ryan Reynolds had this movie where it might be getting made uh, as far as the uh, the Highlander goes. And then as soon as you know the box office still showed uh, because of Man of Steel that superheroes are monstrously hot, yeah. you know the, the studio realizes, Fox, that they have this script. It's an R-rated superhero movie. It's never been done before with uh, a, a cult favorite superhero. Like it, it, even, even if they give it just like a meager – Twenty thirty million dollar budget. There's no way they could not make their money back. So I mean, in my opinion, they are officially like, you know what? Fuck it, we're we're going for it. Uh, some uh, some little tidbits, rumors I've been picking up on uh, are that when the game releases on Tuesday, uh, I don't know if it'll be Tuesday, it'll be the following week, it'll be you know the next day or whatever. But uh, rumor has it that uh, about a year ago they filmed uh, some test footage for Deadpool yeah. uh, with Ryan Reynolds in. You know the full Deadpool, the red and black garb, like the machine guns, the uh, you know the, the katanas and all that. Yeah. Uh, and it was like an eight-minute trailer where essentially you know he he's breaking the fourth wall. He's talking to the camera. He's killing guys. He's doing like all the the really dynamic, awesome you know ninja you know mercenary shit. Yeah. Uh, and everyone who's seen this trailer, I've read descriptions that have leaked. Everyone swears uh, that it's the greatest thing they've ever seen. It, for anyone out there who has read the script that leaked from Deadpool, it honestly could be the greatest comic book movie they've anyone's ever conceived. Uh, so word has it that this trailer will quote unquote leak uh, at some point in the very near future wow. after the video game. Apparently, the, the video game pre-sales are tracking so much to where the studio is actually paying attention to this, and they're finally starting to realize the immense popularity of this character. Right. So I, I really think I expect to hear an announcement. You know, if not in the next couple of weeks, definitely at Comic Con. Uh, and, and I mean, and Ryan Reynolds is perfectly yeah. cast for this particular character. Like, I yeah. didn't think he made a, I didn't think he made an especially great uh, Green Lantern, but Deadpool's a smartass, and right. it, I mean, it kind of plays in. It's, um, it's, it's like, it's, it's like smartass and badass combined. Right. Uh, and he sort of just mixes the two together, and that sort of, you know, to me, that screams a better fit for Ryan Reynolds anyway. So, yeah. Um, the- one of the best parts of X-Men Origins Wolverine was Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's shit-talking Sabretooth. He's not frightened. He's a little bit evil and sinister. He, he's smiling as he's cutting guys down. He's chopping bullets out of the air. I mean, right. holy shit. When I first you know, got, uh, saw that movie, rented it, I, I must have rewound that part. I don't at least twenty times in a row just to be like, oh my god, what the you know, like holy right. shit, like I was just so excited about it. And then the Baraka pool bullshit happens. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, I was in the theater where you see the after uh, the after credit scene where you see Deadpool's hand reaching for his head and his eyes open and he goes shush. And I'm yeah. just, you know, I was sitting here, I was like, well, let's get a Deadpool movie, but not this version. This is absolute horseshit. And uh, they do address that in the script that leaked. They do address that version of it. So I mean, yeah. it they could do a lot of great things with it. And I am literally, I, I think. You know, I know we have listeners like you know Europe, you know different parts of Asia, like all over the world. I guarantee you, each and every single one of you will, will be able to hear me orgasm as soon as they officially announce this. <laughs> movie. 
Um, so the okay. shot heard around the world. <laughs> Quite literally. The uh, okay. So straight from the mouse's mouth, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. will continue to be Iron Man for at least two more flicks. Uh, yeah. So that's a guarantee for the Avengers two. Uh, I know you put down Avengers three. So does that mean? Uh, do you, do you believe or does the article specifically state that there is not going to be an, a fourth Iron Man and that he's just going to do Avengers 2 and, and, and Avengers 3? Oh, no, that, that that's confirmed. It's just Avengers 2 and Avengers 3. There are going to be no more uh, standalone Iron Man movies probably until – if I had to wager a guess, I'd say, you know, 2017 when they uh, recast and go with someone else. I mean, uh, that's a, that's to, that's totally fine. I, I yeah, think. I mean, and that's a great thing about superheroes. I mean, you know, these comics have been around for 60 years. I mean, you know – and they're gonna, only, right, and they're no, and they want to expand out, obviously, with Ant Man, yeah. and I'm sure they're gonna want to try to introduce some some other characters at some point. Uh, a lot of people seem to think that it's almost inevitable that Sony uh, is gonna end up working out something with Marvel to get Spider Man back to Marvel. Basically, Marvel's just gonna end up uh, once once the Amazing Spider Man movie wraps up their trilogy or whatever it is that they're doing. I'm sure that Marvel will throw so much money at them to get Spider-Man back that it's a, it'll be a no-brainer on their part. So I'm uh, I'm still under the belief that since uh, those pictures leaked a while back of the the Stark Industries motorcycle on mm-hmm. the Amazing Spider-Man set, that there is some sort of working agreement involved where there will be teasers for each uh, in the next upcoming movies. And I think by Avengers three, full bore, you're going to see fucking Spider-Man, you know, right alongside Hulk. Right, and I think uh, I you have to presume that that's going to ultimately be the goal and i mean and you know why not work together the uh i mean the amazing spider-man movie did well but i don't believe as well as say some of the other uh like yeah i'm sure they wanted to do like avengers numbers i'm sure everybody wants everything to do avengers numbers so i mean at this point working together is probably going to be yeah there's no way in hell sony's president is sitting there like oh i don't want a piece of that avengers money you know what i mean so before before we talk about uh, what's current on the website right now, I want to address this thing about uh, – now, is this thing with uh, the new Terminator movie, is this just uh, rumor-mongering or is there some uh, – is there, <laughs> is there some you know fire where there is smoke? Because uh, the, 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 the rumor is – okay, well, the thing that's not a rumor is that Schwarzenegger is doing another Terminator movie. Correct. And the, the word is um, that you posted was that the the rock could be the the guy in the movie. And uh, the the premise that you uh, that was listed in the article, I thought was fascinating, actually, which was uh, a Terminator movie that takes place in the in the 50s or, or the 40s or something like that, where Schwarzenegger actually plays a human Correct. And Rock is the Terminator, and Skynet sends him to take out the parents of Sarah Connor, uh, and Schwarzenegger's character would be tasked with protecting him or whatever, and then making it really fucked up later, Skynet would use Schwarzenegger's likeness to create a Terminator to go kill Sarah Connor. The T-101, That's, correct. Yeah. Uh, Right now, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm inclined to say that there's a little bit of, uh, of fire behind it. Uh, the, the company who's doing uh, Annapurna Films, mm-hmm. uh, they have stated, you know, to some someone in the WWE, you know, so I mean, you know, take it with a little bit of kayfabe if you want. Uh, someone like up in management is that the the script itself is currently being kind of 
of roughed out uh, around uh, Dwayne Johnson, the rock like that. This is the idea they have, you know, he stated for a very long time. He's wanted to play a villain. Uh, That's the guy that they have in mind when they're writing the script, essentially. Essentially. Yeah. And, and the big part about that is like, you know, this guy is just film franchise friggin Viagra. I mean, everything point, yeah. He's in, yeah, yeah the, the guy is white hot. I mean, everything he's in becomes like, you know, uh, just a monster. I, I think, uh, what I read, uh, the, in the movie season, just in the past five months, they've already grossed near, nearly a billion dollars. You hear that, J.J. Abrams? Make him a Klingon in the next <laughs> Star Trek movie. Right? Yeah, the past 15 weekends, uh, he has at least one film in the top ten. I mean, the, the, the guy is just, you know, he's freaking, he's goddamn napalm. I mean, he's just, you know, put him in anything, it's going to hit. So, I mean, the, to me, that does lead a little bit of credence. And we know, you know, how The Rock... Uh, idolizes Schwarzenegger. Not Schwarzenegger's back. You know he's not a dumb man at all. I mean he's very intelligent. I guarantee he's hand in hand as a producer for this film. So I mean I, I would put a little bit of credence, uh, you know, in so far. I'm definitely gonna gonna keep checking uh, often <laughs> to see yes. if I can find any new news. But I mean you know don't take it as Bible's truth uh, at the moment. But it right. uh, it's definitely very intriguing uh, to say the least. Uh, and, and to touch on uh, the Star Trek movie real quick, last time we're probably going to uh, to mention Star Trek for a while. Uh, to to all the people who were concerned, this movie did in fact end up doing better than the first movie did box office wise. Um, it, the the first movie I think failed to reach 400 million. I think it did like 380 worldwide or something. Oh man, what a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this this current one uh, is sitting at about 416.1 million. Well, either either way, uh, it it did better. It did way better uh, in the foreign market, like way way better. Uh, that's I'm probably all Benedict Cumberbatch right there. I mean, I know they went super heavy on the foreign uh, marketing, but that's that's almost got to all be him. Uh, the uh, I think, uh, I mean, the the biggest market, obviously, they were looking at is was China. And I think the first movie in China did about $10 million for its whole run in China. And uh, this one did $52 million in China. So that's that's got to all be LBC3, so. Got to be. Um, I mean, for God's sakes, he's from he's from the UK, and they only did $38 million in the UK. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, when, uh, when when we were over there, we were uh, uh, on a train, and uh, you know, it would flash by like a giant billboard with his face on it uh, for the movie, and uh, uh, some Londoner uh, referred to him as I want to see he called him Bumbersnatch. Is <laughs> what he called him. That so, sounds like <laughs> a totally British thing to say. Yeah, he did. Like he really sounded like kind of pissy when he said it. Like, and I almost got defensive, but I was no, like, no, I don't want to. snatch. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to start any shit on a <laughs> London train about you know <laughs> about one of their own. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm just gonna let this one ride. Like maybe he knows something I don't. Right. Uh, maybe they British hate people. him here. Or something. The... <laughs> They're tired of him. Uh, right. Okay, so if you head over to the dot com, we got a whole bunch of stuff up. Um, since we last chatted, I have a review up for Fast and Furious 6, which I made myself watch. <clears throat> uh, it's totally not my kind of movie uh, at all, but the the kids seem to really love it. Uh, not my kids, but, you know, the kids in general. I don't know the eight gajillion people who went to go see it in the theaters because it made bank. Huge, huge bank. 
Uh, I gave it two geeky glasses. Uh, my my favorite quote uh, was from Tom Medley. Uh, uh, wrote a review and basically he uh, uh, he was kind of talking down to it, but there are people who do in fact watch movies like this for this very reason. But his quote was, "If you want car crashes." Ridiculous fights, car crashes, meager acting, car crashes, not much story, car crashes, nice scenery, and car crashes, then this is a wild ride. <laughs> uh, I mean, and that's pretty much what the movie was. I mean, it, the the story in Fast and Furious 6 was essentially completely hollow. It existed solely to just lead you from one awesome action scene to the next. Um, and, and I would have probably given this movie a much worse rating if I did not come to the realization that these people were essentially playing superheroes. Because uh, many times they were like defying gravity and doing things that just did not seem plausible. I believe I mentioned in the review there's a scene where The Rock is interrogating some guy and literally grabs him by like the scruff of his collar and lifts him up into the air and like breaks the ceiling with this guy and then throws him through a table or something. <laughs> just like that doesn't seem humanly possible. So, I mean, people should really watch it like as, you know, what it what it is is a not serious um, you know, like action porn, and if if you dig, action porn, if you dig, oh, that is genius. I mean, if you dig it, you know, then you're gonna love that movie. It's not, it's not my cup of tea, but um, if you, if I mean, if you just want to sit down and just watch it blow up for a couple hours, uh, totally would be worth the money for reals. Uh, I watched After Earth. I don't know why I watched After Earth, Aaron, but I I watched it. I don't know why you're telling people you watched it. I uh, I'll tell you this: I liked it better than Lady in the Water. <laughs> but that's about it. Wow, that's not that's not a very ringing endorsement, though. No, it's not. I uh, I I hate M Night Shyamalan so much right now. <laughs> um, you mean you didn't enjoy Will Smith's Opus to Scientology? Yes. <laughs> the uh, the cra- the crazy thing is, I. It's it's truly amazing. I don't know why they went after M Night for this movie, because it's very clear they wanted nobody to know that he directed the movie, because his name doesn't appear in any of the the advertisements. In fact, even even in the end, you know, like after a trailer is done showing you its shit, and then it quickly flashes through the credits. I don't ever remember seeing a credit that <clears throat> listed him as the director. So they really went out of the way to make sure that people did not know. That he Maybe it was like a, like that Gary Oldman thing from uh, Hannibal, mm-hmm. where he he wanted like a better billing, and they're like, no, he's like, well, fuck you, take my name off it. I mean, if you really want to hang the hat, though, Will Smith uh, wrote a good portion of this movie himself. Oh, uh, and I what a uh, fucking nightmare. The crazy thing is, I I kind of I always I like Will Smith. I I've always found him likable, and for the most part, his characters I've always found likable, but. Um, I called him, I called his character in this movie, the most unrelatable parental figure I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> like he is like the, the, the worst dad I've, I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it's, it's hard to get behind. It's hard to get behind a character that is so literally devoid of like heart, I guess it, it just, I don't know. It, it totally seemed like anybody else could have played that character. And like Will Smith's best qualities are like charm and charisma and stuff. And this is a character that had none of those things, so it's like, well, you could have just put anybody in there. Uh, Maybe he's just trying to stretch his wings a little bit. But, I mean, could you imagine trying to direct this guy if he wrote it? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, I need your list. Like, well, I didn't have that in mind when I wrote it. Don't tell me how to say my words. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, I gave it one pair of geeky glasses. So... Is that the is that the minimum? Is that like a zero? No, there is a there is a lower rating. We'll touch on that in a second. Uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> I get I gave it one pair of geeky glasses just because there are elements of the visual effects that are that are kind of outstanding as long as it doesn't involve an animal of some sort, in which case it looks terrible. Uh, but the scenery is is very pretty. <laughs> so one pair of geeky glasses for the scenery. So that it's, is scen- it, it's scenery porn. Yeah, yeah, scenery porn for uh, for a few shots essentially, right. uh, but it's not worth it to have to sit through all of the uh, all of the talking. <laughs> um, two two reviews on the website for Man of Steel, uh, one by Miss Stephanie, one by myself. Uh, Stephanie did not like Man of Steel at all. Uh, she gave it the lowest possible rating one can give a movie on the Cinema Geekly website. Um, and since we don't do zero geeky glasses, it was, it was one half a pair of geeky glasses. She did not like this movie at all. Not, not even a little bit, Aaron. I'm sorry I, I, to say. I'm wondering if we all watched the same movie. I don't know. Did you, did you catch, did you catch my review at all or no? Cause uh, I, I did. I did I not, did. I did not hate it. Um, but I did not at the same time did not love it. Um, her, I think her. Uh, I, I think her dislike of the movie came more from um, even though this movie was not nearly as dark and brooding as the Nolan Batman films were. Uh, I, I think she found it still far too dark and brooding for a Superman movie. Uh, she she sounded to me like a like a like a fan who's like a diehard fan of Superman who was very disappointed the direction. Uh, my my review came from somebody who has never I've never liked Superman at all, right. so I've just never that's just never been my 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 character. Mo- most of my uh, anything negative I had to say about Man of Steel was really more about who was writing the movie and who was directing the movie than the actual <laughs> movie itself. Like as far as the Superman, this is the first Superman movie I've watched that I've actually liked and paid attention to and watched from start to finish um so to me that is a win that's a win for dc for for to get to get somebody who is not a normal fan of the character to watch the movie and and like it i i liked it i just i just wasn't in love with it and and for me that was largely just because i felt so much of it was kind of uneven but to me i I mean i i I laid it out in the review that i i think Zack snyder is just tremendously gifted when it comes to making visual spectacles. But sometimes, as I mentioned in the, in the review, George Lucas is it a little bit where he sacrifices some of the, some of the direction of the actors for, you know, the sake of really amazing looking shit. And then of course I mentioned how I considered David S. Goyer, the writer to be uneven. I mean, he gave us uh, Batman begins, which I really like and the dark Knight, which I really like. Uh, but then he gave us the Dark Knight Rises, which I didn't like as much. And then he obviously gave us like the Ghost Rider movie and Jumper and a bunch of <laughs> other really terrible movies. So, I mean, for, from my perspective, this could have turned out much worse than it did. This could have been like super bad. It could have been like Sucker Punch plus Jumper. 
uh, and and it wasn't. It was it was very much an in between for me. Uh, so there was stuff I really dug, and there was stuff I you know that I just was like, okay, that was that was a fine movie, but I I, I wasn't like over the moon for it. Your your thoughts and opinions? Uh, I I, I did, let me start off with saying uh, I I think as far as Stephanie's review goes, uh. I think she was just expecting more of a Marvel superhero movie to where, you know, it's just, it's a lighter tone. But I mean, given, you know, a a lot of Marvel's characters, I mean, or or at least the ones uh, who are part of the MCU, they are lighter characters. They're the guys, you know, with the quips, you know, they they have, uh, you know, quick comments, things like that. I mean, to me, you know, she, uh, her review came off as someone who doesn't really know anything about Superman at all. Okay. Uh, and she was looking for like the lighthearted kind of, you know, superhero popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and let me start off by saying like you know anyone who's listened to the podcast, any of the podcasts, uh, <laughs> know full well that you know I am, you know, a Marvel guy. You know, I definitely I prefer Marvel comics to DC. Uh, you know, you know how I feel about the the Nolan trilogy, uh, <laughs> and and uh, the steaming pile of shit Green Lantern turned out to be. Yeah. So I, I went into this movie expecting to hate it, just given, you know, David Goyer, fucking Zack Snyder, Nolan was producing. Like, I went into it fully. Like, I was almost giddy about how much You're shit gonna rip I would it be apart, able to talk yeah. about this movie. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, the nipples were poking. I mean, I was ready to go. And then the movie started, you know, and uh, holy shit, I blown away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely blown, but in, in, a, in a fantastic way. I, I thought, you know, it, 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 was it a perfect movie? No, but the way that the story was told, to where uh, it, it was an origin story, but the way that Snyder broke it up, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, Snyder where it broke it up to where you know there was little flashbacks in between, like stuff that was going on. The way it kind of jumped back and forth, like I thought it was a really uh, unique and, right. uh, they, they and, and refreshing it. way. Yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it was a great way to retell the origin. Right. Uh, you know, because anyone who who's seen any Superman movie or any or any superhero movie, like especially with all the the remakes, like you know, like you know, oh, the kids get bit by a spider, and then you know, blah 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 blah, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, they have that in. They have these elements in there where you know, an alien kid, you know, tries to figure out if he's going to be a hero, you know, and all that. But they mixed it in with modern day stuff, and to me, that broke up the origin story, and it, it made it feel new. It, it made it feel like you know, maybe there was something you know I wasn't aware. You know, I mean, it just it, it made it feel just absolutely. It's like touching a pair of boobs for the first time. You're like, oh my god, this is like the greatest thing ever. And then you touch number two, to where you're like, yeah, it's still boobs. You're like, but these are new boobs. Right. Like that's how I felt. I was like, these were new boobs like it was just so awesome uh to sit there and watch i mean and for me uh you know superman he's not a wisecracker he's not iron man he's not superman he's or uh, spider-man he's not deadpool right. he is the big blue boy scout i mean they don't they haven't called him that like you know forever uh you know for a reason he's not gonna crack jokes he's just you know good bad you know i'm here to rescue you all kind of deal you know i i thought uh I thought Cavill was absolutely tailor-made, born uh, for this role. Like the guy, you know, just his physicality. I mean, the guy's a goddamn, you know, a, like a, a muscle monster. He's just mm-hmm. a, a, a mountain of a man, uh, you know, and he looked like he was not of this earth. But then his his intensity, like you know, when he was uh, he and I were duking it out, and he's yelling about his mother. I mean, it's just like holy shit. Like it was just like oh my god. Like the entire movie, like uh, building up to the final. 
you know, hour long action sequence uh, sequence oh, uh, yeah. was good. Yeah. Like I, I felt, you know, uh, the characters we spent the most time with, uh, you know, Lois, you know, Superman, uh, you know, a couple of the military guys and all that. Uh, but the characters we should care about, you know, were the Kents, Clark and Lois were the characters we spent the most time with. And we started to be able to develop feelings about them uh, as far as Perry White goes. You know, uh, you know, we got to see him to see maybe what kind of a man he is, what his character is made up of. But we didn't really get to to kind of bond with him to grow to care about him to where if he died we would be truly just like oh my god but you know if lois had died in that movie outrage because it's like oh my god you know she knows who superman is she knows this secret like you know what the fuck you took away his his only confidant Mm -hmm. uh but no i i thought the relationships in the movie were well done i thought uh the 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 villains themselves i I thought feora uh and the the actress name escapes me uh you know she hasn't this was like her breakout role i thought she did fantastic Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really kind of sinister. Uh, you know, really smart about the way she played it, and she was really there was something really cold and honestly alien about her. Like to where, like you know, she looks human, but you know, just from watching the way she moved, uh, yet nothing human about this bitch like whatsoever. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, j- so just the the, uh, the the whole movie itself, like I thought, was just phenomenal. Like I I, I can't complain. Uh, I, initially, when uh, Amy Adams first came on screen as Lois, uh, she's standing right next to Clark. I'm sitting there looking at her, just like God. I was like, "Is like, does she, does she look old?" Like that was my initial gripe. I was like, "This bitch looks a little old to be, you know, like, you know, balling out like, you know, that, you know, fucking Superman." Well, she's hacking uh, from all her investigative journalism she does all over the serious. world. Yeah, it, it, that's kind of what I took into account. She's seen some it's shit. Like, is that after like they get into their scenes with each other, you know, they they, they do have a little bit of uh, of a chemistry there, uh, you know, because she may not be twenty, but she can act her ass off. I mean, you know, she she brings a lot of chops to it. Uh, and uh, I thought the fact that she, you know, she is obviously older than him, you know, does explain why she is a professional, why she has been around for so long, why she's so good at being an investigative reporter. Like, how do we have felt if it was just some nineteen-year-old bitch fresh out of college and right. she pieces together who Superman is? Like that to me, that would have been a bigger lump of shit right. than you know. Well, I mean, then they had so, to someone it. a little older. Exactly, they had to modernize it, it too because Lois <clears throat> in twenty thirteen couldn't be like the oh Clark, you're such a goofy jerk. I I, w- I would never sleep with you, but that Superman guy, like you know, like this awesome investigative journalist, can't figure out who <laughs> Superman is. Right. They they had to do something like that in this movie. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I was I was totally fine with that. I I really liked. Uh, I, I did mention I really liked the performances of the characters we got to see like the least of. Oh, I mean, I guess in Russell Crowe's case, we got to see quite a bit of Russell Crowe because they kind of souped up the the Jor-El, uh crystal thing where he can now like fully interact with uh Clark Kent and shit so it's it's not like a his kid is listening to pre-recorded comments from his dad he's now fully interacting with him although he's you know let's let's just admit it here kind of a dick for not making one of Clark's mom so he could also <laughs> get to know his mother kind of oh, a dick move yeah that, uh, that, that that is kind of a dick move uh Diane Lane I thought was awesome oh god yes as Ma Kent, uh, Kevin Costner was even pretty good. Although uh, this may even be a point of contention, I'm not sure. Um, do Do you find it to be a point of contention how they they killed Kevin Costner's Pa Kent in this? Because uh, my my only point my only point of contention is because I've I've since read up on this and it seems like there were other ways where 
uh, he he dies in like the comic books or something like that, and it seemed like it would serve so like such a much better lesson to the Clark Kent character, uh, which is he's uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? He he like runs a race with like like let's race to the the farmhouse or whatever, and his dad has a heart attack. Right. And Clark learns this lesson that you know there's. People have heart attacks. People have diseases they die from. There are things you can't save people from, even though you're a Superman and you have all this power and you're special and stuff. There are still things you can't save everybody, and that would be like a point of you know agony for him. Like he has all this ability, yet still he can't save every single person, even though he has a great desire to. I I, th- I thought that would have been so much more poignant to do. Um, uh, it, it might have been better. Like based up like, if the movie itself was closer to like the original mythos of Superman, right. but I thought for the for the updated take they put on him, just to have you know the, the whole time his father be like, look, I know you can save everybody, but you know, right? They did, they did. They're, they're uh, not going to accept you, and, and the fact that his dad was willing to die to impart that to his son to tell him like, no, you know that that you know I'm trying to do it especially I love you enough to they did 20, to die. They you know did I mean? 2013. Yeah paranoid southerner essentially it's like no they will kill you if they know who you are the government will drone you if they find out right. who you are you have and to hide he, and, and let's be honest say superman does really show up tomorrow there's no fucking way like you know there wouldn't be bombs hurled this dude for like the next three years you know what oh, I mean? yeah, they're yeah. just freaked out and frightened so, I, mean, I mean if you look at it from a real world <clears> perspective <throat> you know we would not greet this guy with open arms we'd be terrified of Absolutely. this guy who has these powers that we do not we would be scared shitless of course we would uh, I, I love, by the way, the uh, the little nod they did at the end, where he basically just knocks a drone out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, hey, look, I'm gonna, I'm nice, I'm gonna help you guys, but don't fucking, <clears throat> don't fucking snoop on me. Don't, don't collect my cell phone records. Right. Don't look at my Facebook <laughs> posts. Don't check my browser history. Either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was one pretty interesting. Uh, you know, there was a lot of Easter eggs uh, in that movie. I mean, there were a ton. Of Easter eggs uh, to other people, you know, other heroes. I mean, the Wayne, you know, there was a Wayne Enterprises logo on a satellite. The Wayne Enterprises logo on the satellite. There was Luther Corp friggin' Luke, yep. signs Lexical. everywhere. There was a Blaze comic sign uh, which relates to uh, the, the Blue Beetle mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> in the DC mythos. Uh, and actually, uh, the uh, what was the. Oh God! They destroyed a lot of product placements. Sears, IHOP, Seven uh, <laughs> Eleven. Yeah. Um. And uh, do you remember in the, in the movie like the young captain at the end who was like, "I just think he's hot." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Varian. Yeah. Okay. Well, as, as it turns out, uh, her name is Captain uh, Carrie Ferris. Okay. And uh, a lot of people believe Carrie is short for Carol, which it is. Uh, Carol Ferris is actually uh, from Green Lantern. She was the one who originally played by Blake Lively, the former oh. Air Force pilot uh, who now owns Ferris Aerospace. Blah 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 blah. So like the like to me right there is like you know they're they're giving a nod to Green Lantern. Like they're you know, trying to collect connect like, the dots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She witnessed Superman, so now she's gonna go back to wherever she could find the Green Lantern and really not be that freaked out about it because she's already seen Aliens. Uh. So to me right there that says goodbye to the original Green Lantern movie. Did which you says that they had that right there? Did you feel the the touch of Christopher Nolan in this movie? No, which is why I liked it. I think I did. I in only one spot. Where at? Uh. Where they only said the they only said the name Superman once, <laughs> and it was it was such a throwaway line where they're like Superman's on his way and they're like what and they're like ah, that's what they call him. Uh, 
that totally screamed Nolan to me. It's like, no one would call someone Superman. What a right. stupid name that is. What, Batman? That's so dumb. Right, Let's yeah. call him the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that that yeah. to me smacked of Chris Nolan. He's like, look, I know I'm a producer, but I only want one thing in the movie. Don't call him Superman. <laughs> Well, to those of you who are worried about Nolan's involvement moving forward, uh, apparently he is going to be even further removed uh, from cool any subsequent uh, sequel or Justice League movie. And do his awesome uh, space movie. That's I'm, I want to go see. I want to see his awesome sci-fi movie that he's, yeah. he's going to do. So, like, and apparently now too, like a lot of people, like there is some concern that since there was a seventy-three percent drop off in the box office. Mm-hmm. from opening weekend uh, and, and beyond for Man of Steel. So now what they're thinking is that instead of maybe proceeding with the Man of Steel sequel right away and fast-tracking it, that they might actually have to jump into the Justice League and start cashing in on the superhero team-up uh, yeah, money I mean, I th- that'll hit for them. I mean, I think they, they kind of have to. Because uh, we're in what now? This is its second weekend? Yep. It's pushing 73% in. drop off and, you know, opening against Monsters University, which is going to just take away like the little kid. And then, you know, uh, World War Z, which, you know, some people are shitting on it, but it's doing pretty well, you know, review wise. And there are I a lot of people that are saying it's it's actually it. they're saying it's yeah. complete departure from the source material, but um, that it's really good. Actually, I should mention this. I don't know if I actually, you know, I don't know if I should mention it or not because I haven't received it yet, uh, but I but I want. But you know, I think no, I'll, I'll mention it because this way I can just call them out if I don't end up getting it. Uh, but I actually was contacted by a representative from uh, Titan Books who wanted to send me a review copy of World War Z: The Art of the Film. Really? Yeah, he wanted us to because I'm like, well, we don't really review books on the website, but you know, if you if you sent it, I'd be happy to talk about it like on the podcast or whatever. Um, so he said, yeah, I mean, it's got you know, it's like. Uh, uh, you know, basically <clears throat> stills from the movie, and then it's got like artwork and things like that, and it's uh, the full shooting script is included with it, and all sorts of stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead, send it my way, and gave them uh, gave them my info. But Titan Books, I think, is located in the UK. I know they do like all of Kevin Smith's books. Wow, and a bunch of stuff. How the like hell that. do we? Man, we have got a bigger reach than what I ever considered. I guess. Yeah, I was just kind of. Well, I mean, you know, now you know we'll be we'll we'll be in good when people start inviting us to screenings of movies. Uh, but I, I don't even get invited to my neighbor's houses, man. I think we're way off. Right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Monsters, by the way, Monsters U. Friday, oh man! Friday what estimate a, is thirty million. What a million. titan this one is, Jesus! Yeah, thirty million for Friday alone. Um, Man of Steel pulled in like twelve million, and right now it's sitting at about two hundred and fifty-four million worldwide. Yeah, World uh, War Z uh, was twenty-five and a half. Yeah, it's looking like Man of Steel. Like it's definitely tanking. I mean, you know, uh, and, and tanking. You know, that, that, that's a bad way to put it, considering how well it did mm-hmm. uh, its first weekend. But but the drop off initially, like I'm sure, even given the very the very stiff competition it's facing right now, like I think the studio, you know, they should definitely start hammering through. Like if they can announce at Comic Con. Like, you know, okay, we've got Justice League, we're going to production, you know, in a couple months, you know, right. we'll put it at the same time, Avengers 2, boom. I mean, well, you know, that, you know. Do you, you know, do you think the uneven reviews for Man of Steel uh, were a part of that at all? Because it, it's kind of hovering in this, uh, right now on Rotten Tomatoes is actually 56%. So technically, it's it's technically rotten, even though it's slightly above half, like more than half of the reviews are positive. Um, it's not in that fresh territory, which is about um, 60%. You know, I, I don't think so because, you know, it, it, historically showing, I mean, you know, uh, Iron Man 3 and Avengers, you know, uh, possibly being the exceptions to that. Critics just, they hate superhero movies. I would, in fact, 
uh, like to say, uh, just for well, I don't know. Iron Man three drew about seventy eight percent. So that's at, at, at seventy eight. Yeah, but I mean, you know, still like you know, compared to Man of Steel, I mean, you know, it's it, it should be you know, it's wrecking that because Man of Steel, like you said, it's at fifty six. I would just like to say, I know I promised no more Star Trek talk, but I would just like to boast <laughs> that it is still the the top critically rated film uh, as far as the summer blockbuster release. Obviously, there's like limited release movies that get like ninety eight percent. Yeah, hij- hijacking is ninety eight. Yeah, uh, but but. <laughs> Star Trek is pulling a solid 87%, even though that's, I, I believe that's well below the uh, the 2009 Star Trek. I think it got like 93% or something crazy like that. Um, but yeah, I'd just like to throw that in the face, everybody. Just Star Trek <laughs> in your faces, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Suck it, world. <laughs> let's uh, let's see here. What time? How much time are we looking at here? Let's let's quickly discuss. Uh, did you see? Uh, get to see the ending of Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, now, are you happy they kind of went down on like a on a on a low note following the red? Because I think people would have been very pissed if the red wedding was the finale episode. Like, I don't think that would have sit well with anybody if that was the finale. Like, everybody gets killed off, and then they I just know, cut man. the like, black, and they're like, "See you next season." <laughs> yeah, would have been like, oh my that would have been that would have been. I I, I would I, I don't know I I would have liked it. Instead, we got uh, instead we got Daenerys turning into like a Christ figure, essentially. Yeah, she frees even a... she frees even more people, and um, I, th- I I'm so afraid right now. I want to be on Team Daenerys so badly, but the way George R. R. Martin is killing <laughs> off characters in this uh, in this franchise, this show, and the in the stories, I'm afraid to root for her. I mean, I've not read ahead, so I do not know what happens, but. Uh, I'm terrified to root for her because it feels like they're really setting her up to be rooted for. Like, out of all of these terrible people, she seems like the brightest star in the bunch, like the person who is the least horrible of everybody, and I, I feel like they're no setting way, me man. up. Team Jon Snow. I feel, like, I feel like they're setting me up for failure here, though. I don't know. Right. I mean, no, Jon Snow, you're right. Jon Snow is also... Uh, also seems like a, a nice dude. Hopefully, they, hopefully Jon Snow and Daenerys just get married, and that'll that'll solve all the problems. You know, in the way they're the way they're going with like winter finally coming and all that. I mean, you know, I I haven't read ahead. You know, I mean, either like you know, I'm trying to keep everything in you know in pace uh, as much as I can. Right. So, I mean, that would be you know that's a great way to introduce it to you. Like as obvious, you know, the dragon glass is the only way to get rid of the White Walkers. You know, uh, it's looking like Jon Snow will you know come back as maybe like you know the. As like the the leader of you know of of the crows, I mean, so there, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff could be coming up. But I thought uh, I, I thought the way the red wedding played out, and then uh, the very last episode where Arya, like you can see her and the Hound, they're starting to develop a little bit of a rapport relationship to where <laughs> she drops off and just goes ape shit on that guy with that knife. Yeah, he's and like, he I wish you would have said something. Takes care of the other guys. Yeah, like, you know, it, 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 for anyone who it, it has read the books, like, you know, you kind of – you're starting to see the seeds being planted for how, you know, they progress uh, with one another. So that to me is one of the, mo- the more intriguing uh, storylines. I thought the way they ended it with uh, with Daenerys, you know, hoisted up on the shoulders, it was kind of just where you're sitting there like – it was almost like the end of Phantom Menace where there all, there's all those gungans <laughs> and you're just sitting there like well, – Yes. Yeah, you're like, I guess it's over. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like I was just sitting there, like, you know, God, just let's just see Joffrey just doing something else fucked up to someone, and then end it with just with that hate that will just carry me right through until the premiere of the next season. Yeah. Um, no, we didn't get the da- Daenerys was not holding up that big lightning ball thing that you can get from Spencer's gifts. 
<laughs> like uh, like Gungan Boss was holding up at the end of Phantom. Yes, Ad. she was. Don't let him lie to you, people. She had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm I'm pumped for that. Obviously, AMC uh is still bringing us uh, Breaking Bad. That's coming up pretty soon here. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and since you pointed that out uh, a while back about uh, AMC show with Mad Men, to where their previews like next week on Mad Men, it's the most mundane bullshit scenes that they show. It's like you know, yeah, like yeah. But Don one of those scenes will be like one of those scenes will be something important. Yeah, but what they show you is like you know someone buying a pair of shoes. It's like what the fuck? And the, but you know those shoes could turn out to be you know part of you know uh, of a fist fight against like a, a homeless baby i mean you know there's yeah, just you never, like, know. you never know how fucked up it's gonna get but that's it's just so maddening just to sit there and watch and it's like oh <laughs> you dicks um the other thing i mentioned on the uh on our sub podcast cinema geekly after dark where we basically rant and rave for no reason <laughs> without any without any rhyme without without any without any possible connection to recent or current events in film and tv um, HBO Go. I've become addicted to this because uh, I, I can't, I can't seem to stop uh, watching past episodes of series that people have always told me I should watch but never did. Watch Eastbound and Down. That was uh, tremendous. Uh, I watched uh, the Newsroom, which is that Aaron Sorkin show. Oh yeah, that was actually way better than I thought it was going to be. Like uh, there was more humor interjected into it than I thought there was going to be. Uh, that was an excellent show. I'm excited to see that. That's coming back. Um, I th- I, I've started Entourage and The Wire and uh, all sorts of shit. I, uh, the Sopranos, obviously. That's a thing that I plan oh, on man, getting around to, obviously. Peace, Mr. Gandolfini. Jesus. Yes, James Gandolfini, gone from us. Why couldn't it have been the lady who played Janice? <laughs> I mean, really. They, they take goddamn Tony. At 51, this guy. I know. That's but the, Janice that's is still you. slothing around somewhere, eating brisket by the pound. Just ridiculous. Like I, I, I'm sure she's a perfectly nice woman in real life, but just her character is just like motherfucker. It's mm-hmm. like I just, oh god, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I sit down to watch that show every Sunday night, just praying someone shoots her in the face. Every show has a Joffrey. Oh my god, everybody needs a Joffrey. That's, I'm telling you, man. It, 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 the, the, the Sunday night that you know when it happens, like you know, if Joffrey gets what he's got coming to him, oh. holy shit! Are just the internet might actually just shut down. I don't know like, if they'll you know, ever. I don't like know. Twitter and Facebook posts are just gonna wreck the entire interwebs. It's just gonna crash. Probably we'll see something similar to when Osama bin Laden was killed. There'll be people in the streets cheering. I think this will <laughs> be the most celebrated death of somebody perhaps since bin Laden. Right. Uh, I mean, I know I'm waiting for it. I can't wait. Oh for my that. god! I'm telling you, man. Uh, the kid just gets Shit. more. The crazy thing is, in the finale, uh, the finale of Game of Thrones uh, for the season, that is, it seemed like everybody thought he was a dick. Even Tywin thought it seemed like Tywin thought he was a dick. His own mom thought he was a dick. I'm everybody, you, like Tywin's, nobody could. Stand Tywin's him. eventually gonna haul off and punch that kid. Like mm-hmm. that is gonna that that shit's gonna happen. No one could stand him anymore, and it was it was truly stupendous. Yeah, he basically, you know, pulled out his big boy card and said, "You go to like send him to bed without supper." And he's like, "But I'm the king." He's like, "You're going to bed, motherfucker." Uh, we should probably touch on this real quick since we do pretend to talk about video games on the show. Uh, let's quickly get our thoughts out there about the whole uh, next gen console <laughs> hilarity that has ensued over the last last few weeks ps4 stuff was unveiled xbox one stuff was unveiled i really think microsoft is going to take a monstrous hit yeah they they basically came out with a console that 
uh, basically all the ideas they thought were awesome, people, everybody else thought were were shit. And uh, shit. PlayStation essentially capitalized on it immediately, and then Microsoft <clears throat> backtracked in a big in a big hurry. Shortly thereafter, uh, at first they were st- they were going to steadfast on it and be like, "No, this is the direction we're going in, and this is the future." And then a couple days later, like, "Okay, we're sorry, please buy our console." Right, and you know, and, and us nerds, our, our rage, you know, it, it does not forget. So no. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of Xbox people or former Xbox people who were like, "Oh my God, I can't believe they'd up they'd f us over like this." And now Microsoft's like, "Well, it's okay, we'll do it." Now they're like, "Fuck you, buddy, I'm already buying Sony stock." Well, I mean, there are a lot. There are a lot of <laughs> There are a lot of people I've seen where they've talked about they've talked about this. Some people were like, "Well, look, I've already pre-ordered a PS4. It was too late. You guys already you you guys have already missed the boat on me. I've already went and pre-ordered a PS4." Right. Uh, there are some people that are like, "Well, I haven't pre-ordered either system yet, but even though Microsoft has backtracked on their plans, they made it pretty clear what they want to do, and at some point they are going to end up doing it." Some people are still a little bothered by the whole connect uh, can view your living room and sense your heartbeat and know what you're doing and right. People are a little uh, weird. And, and there's no that. off switch for it. There's no light to tell you if it's on or not. Yeah, you mean fucking right. yeah. Essentially, Screw essentially, that. if you're not a fan, uh, you know, just pick it up and start slamming up against a wall until it breaks. Right. Yeah. Throw <laughs> it in the garbage. But if you buy an Xbox One, you better go read anything by George Orwell just to get familiarized with how your life's going to turn out. <laughs> um, I mean. <laughs> Uh, I think ultimately PS4 may have the edge. Uh, it's a hundred dollars cheaper, I believe. Hundred dollars cheaper. It comes with a headset. The, the gaming engine is is vastly superior. They have a wider scope of games. I mean, it's you know, it just seems like the better deal. And plus, from the get go, they're like, yeah, everything you loved about PlayStation Three, it's back. Use right. games. You know, do what you want. Right. It's still. Uh, I mean, they they made... Microsoft announced it. Then you know, everybody complained, and Microsoft uh, president basically came out and said, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, like there that were, was the, his words. Well, I mean, there the one of the biggest complaints was the whole, you know, you have to be connected to the internet. Your your game has to check with Xbox Live once a day, essentially. Right. Um, otherwise, you know, the game's not going to play anymore. And there was literally an interview from a guy at Microsoft who uh, who went out of his way to. Uh, to say, like, look, you know, uh, we know there are going to be gamers out there who want to play, uh, you know, want to use our products or whatever, that don't have, uh, you know, a, a solid internet connection. And we have a product for them. It's called Xbox 360. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, you know what? You don't want to buy the, you know, you don't have to buy the, we, we got a product for that. You can just keep your old system. You don't have to buy the new system that all your friends are going to have and that you <laughs> won't be able to play with them because you won't have the system yourself. You know what? You could buy a thousand basketballs <laughs> yes. instead of like a fucking Xbox One. Uh, I mean, you know, so they ended up, they ended up backtracking on that and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's going to lure some people back, but I, you know, I really think, I mean, the the numbers came in not too long ago that said, you know, PS3 finally started outselling Xbox 360. They, you know, people stopped buying 360, and more people started buying PS3, and now there are more PS3s that have been sold than Xbox 360s, and I think Sony is going to continue to build on on that momentum by just, you know, focusing. I think they made a conscious effort to focus more on 
games. I mean, obviously they have a bunch of stupid stuff too that they're putting into the console, but they they paid more attention to like you know here's a game and here's another game. <clears throat> if you want indie games, we're gonna have all the indie games. Yeah, and they paid know, more close attention to like you know storage size and you know. Uh... Uh, hard drive capacity i mean you know speeds i mean you know that yeah they I, I think they absolutely did right i mean you know right. no i mean uh it's it's hard to not it's hard to not uh i mean and i've been uh a sony fan i'd never owned a 360 i i did have an xbox or an original xbox uh and and a ps2 but once i went with ps3 uh, and found out that I didn't have to pay in order to be able to have Netflix to watch. That was my, that was my, that was my selling point, I guess. And uh, I, I went there, and I, I, they did, they did make one, they did make one change. Do you think it's going to affect you at all? Which is um, to play, to play online co-op stuff. You have to have PlayStation Plus. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, you know that. Uh... My, my brother, my brother did make a point. That uh, PlayStation <clears throat> Plus is a lot cheaper than the Xbox Live membership is. So yeah, Xbox might... Live it's something ridiculous. Like it's like uh, it's like a hundred bucks or like a, it's essentially like fifteen Seven... fifteen bucks a month, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, my and the PlayStation Plus is like under five bucks a month essentially. Yeah, I mean you know if if you do a lot of the online co op stuff like uh, you know the Call of Duty bullshit, I mean you know they're, they're going to make a mint just off. Uh, off that alone, I mean, it, it, it remains to be seen. Uh, you know, if I really start getting the bug to do it, you know, yeah, I'll probably just bite the bullet and do it. But I mean, you know, it's only five bucks. It's you know, it, right. it's whatever at this point. I don't play. I don't play online at all. So it, to me, it's like a, a no brainer. But I, I've always wanted to. I've always considered uh, doing PlayStation Plus just because they they do free games. Every right. Month. There's like yeah, here's like six like, games like that are free. Where, you, where you get all the down. Yeah, it's you know, it, so you definitely do get a, a little bang for your buck. Whereas, on you know, the Xbox Live Network, they're like whatever. There Every once go. in a while, they actually give you a good game from those right. free games. Like I, I believe, like one time they did the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game, which was uh, an awesome platform or no, a side scroller. I think it was. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what it was. It's been forever since I've played it, but <clears> they, it was the side scroller if they, I remember correctly. Yeah, they do. They do give you some good stuff from time to time, and, and they also give you discounts on all sorts of other shit as well. So, uh, to me, to me, it seems like a a pretty good deal. But then again, uh, uh, Microsoft has been unable to to sway me, and all of my all of the games that I like playing that are cross platform. Obviously, I can play in PS4 uh, and PS3 or whatever, but. That to me, and I've mentioned this a, a billion times. So unless it ends up changing anytime soon, uh, I'm a big baseball guy and a big baseball video game guy. And my my favorite baseball game of all time is a Sony exclusive. So I would never get an Xbox because that would suck on that Microsoft. That would that would essentially force me to play the uh, the MLB 2K series, which. Uh, I couldn't call myself a baseball fan and look myself in the mirror if I had to play that game uh, constantly. I've played, I think I've played the demo every year it's come out, and every year I've been a little more disappointed in in how they're doing. So, uh, and, until the uh, until the show series becomes cross platform, I don't even know if I'm going to consider <laughs> getting getting an <laughs> Xbox. So, um, no, I mean, uh, eventually, I don't, and I don't know, I don't know about you, Aaron, but I'm not a I'm not a release purchase guy. I will not be getting a PS4 like on release, so uh, I'll no, wait until they. I'm typically a second gen guy. Uh, 
you know, you know, right along with you. But I, I think you know most. Uh, I don't know. Most of the more, uh, I don't know. They gotta have it. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The 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 super hyper nerds, like the guys who are like they're at the midnight release parties and all that shit for video games. You know, they'll be the ones who buy the first gens. And obviously, you know, Sean Connolly, the, I'm looking the, at you. The, 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 yeah, right. The Viva uh, <laughs> the nerd revolution. Uh, there'll be a bunch of software patches come rolling out through like downloads and all that stuff and you know maybe if i buy a first gen it won't be right away it'll be a couple months afterward after they can work out a few initial kinks and all that so but i mean you know i'm I'm saying that now but come fucking (laughs) third week in september i could be like okay fuck it i'm just gonna go buy one crap 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 yeah you're like uh that time game look whatever that was called i can't remember the name of it now off uh offhand um oh man now it's gonna kill me that i don't remember the name of it but essentially that game where you can like hack people's phone and shut off power to the city and oh yeah yeah shit i, I don't remember the name can't remember the name at all damn it uh but i looked uh watchdogs that's the name yes of it. that looked amazing and uh i can't wait to to play that game so, so they they did show some stuff that made me want to go out and get it right away the bungee game destiny that looked awesome there, there's a bunch of stuff that they they threw out there that makes me really want to go buy it right away but in my heart i know better i know the price is going to go down i know there's probably going to be some problems with the system on launch that they're going to have to fix at some point and i'd rather let somebody else suffer through all those problems because uh, I, I i'm not good with that i would you know throw shit at the screen or you know slam the console over my knee or something if it started acting up so i'm not i'm not good with i'm not I'm not good in beta mode, so and I essentially treat all all those launch releases as you know beta tests, essentially where they're going to work out all the kinks. And, and people should obviously know better from the Xbox 360 Red Wing uh, Red Wing Red Wing of Death uh, phenomenon that kind of ran rampant for a while. It, uh, I don't know if you knew anybody, but I knew like three or four people that all had to send their Xboxes back to get them fixed because oh, yeah. they fried. So. <sighs> okay, well, I think we've talked everyone's ear off enough. We've compensated for our missed week You're or welcome, week bro. and a half of, of podcasting. Uh, we've still got movies that are coming out this year, so there will, there will be more things to talk about. We haven't discussed all there is. There's still some stuff coming out in the near the winter months, but yep, and we, we got a, a few news pieces we missed uh, for this week. We'll we'll hit on next week and all that. <clears throat> and TV, there's TV stuff is just there's more TV coming. So there's definitely going to be lots of stuff to talk about. All your uh, all your emails and messages too. We're, we're not ignoring you guys. We'll uh, we will get to you. <laughs> uh, the dot com, cinemageekly.com. You can check out the show there if you would like. Uh, but we're also on iTunes, rate and review. And I think we've gotten a few more. We're not getting a lot of reviews, but we're getting more rates. People the, are rating. the rates are what's important. Like I, yeah. I, I want to be able to just type in cinema and just word like the first thing up there. Yes, or even just a C, or even just a C. Type the C in. Right. Just come up right away. That's not going to happen. But <laughs> no. Cinema would be cinema would be nice. Uh, yeah. So yes, you can do that. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus, all at Cinema Geekly. We will be back next week. Maybe if the computer doesn't crash again, HP. <laughs> I know you're listening. Make sure this shit doesn't happen. That's right. Yes. Yeah.